we could talk about like dealing with disappointment. Mm. You know something about that? No, that's a good one. <laughs> why you know why you why you doing? That's deep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was expecting to like, go deep today. Yeah. Go deep, go deep. All right. Gotta come over a little bit. Ah. Did you grind it out today? And today's gonna be a it's gonna be a doozy of a topic. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm Rashad. I'm Keisha. Hang with the Joneses, episode number fifty-five. I guess you don't even know. Uh, took a little quick break last week. Why you look at me? Because you... we took a break last week. Took gonna... a break. I thought you were gonna say something. Mm, we took a break. Yeah, we took a break. Yeah, it is fifty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, took a break and it was pretty good. I mean, for me, I felt like I needed a break. I deserve mm-hmm. a break. Yeah, your break was longer than my break. It was. What no, was it? It was. Yeah, I took Tuesday off too. Oh yeah, and Friday, right? Yeah, I was sick that day. You were sick, for That's... real, real sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, had a break and. We were supposed to be going out of town. That's kind of the reason why we wasn't going to record in the first place. But um, weather um, did not permit that. And he got sick. And yeah. I got sick. But more weather because Keisha would have went whether I was sick or not. So, <laughs> yeah, does not care about my feelings, nor my health or well-being. You know what I'm saying? So, no, not when you're sick because you didn't listen to the, my instructions on how not to get sick yeah, and Ke- do the exact opposite. So yeah, he got sick and I didn't. Because Keisha's a doctor. I am. You don't know? Indeed. Anyway, we were supposed to go out of town. And I think Saturday was, uh, was, was a pretty rough day for you. Because um, I felt like it's based on top of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me let me refresh your memory. Top on on Saturday, you was pretty sad because you wanted to go and I it was, was I was sad, and upset, mad. Every emotion that you can subscribe, but happy that was me. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, and it all has to do with what we talk about today, and that is dealing with disappointment. Now, I want to kind of break this up into two parts. Mm. I want to talk about you as licensed clinical social worker. Oh, my God. You might. <laughs> I was going to let it go. Nah, yo. <laughs> licensed clinical social worker <laughs> dealing with disappointment. Mm-hmm. And you as, you know. Keisha. Keisha dealing with disappointment. So which one you want to do first? <laughs> Anyway, but I'm I'm still it's still me dealing with disappointment. So if it's clinical advice with dealing with disappointment, that, that's, still, that's that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, we can do clinical. Pick one. Uh, let's 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 do the let's do the advice first. Advice. Okay, go ahead. Any situation where somebody is disappointed or upset or sad because something didn't happen or something did happen and you're disappointed, whether it be disappointed in a person. Disappointed in the situation, disappointed in just like shit, like how your life is going. Like, how should one 
deal with that in a very healthy and, and positive manner. One, I would say acknowledge the disappointment. Because um, a lot of times you would hear, keep pushing past and just think about positive, keep pushing past it. And pushing past it is really not a such thing because you're not going to push past. That's always going to be in the back of your head. It's like pushing it underneath the rug. Eventually the rug's going to get big and you're going to trip over it. So acknowledging disappointment, the disappointment and what happened and why you disappointed and acknowledging your feelings and feel it. I was sad. I'm going, Keisha said, I was sad. So I was, I, I was sad. It was okay for me to be sad. That's an emotion. I don't always have to be happy. It's okay to be sad. Even if you cry, it's okay. But then after that, I got to refocus. You know what I mean? It's like I have my time to do my kicking and screaming. Um, and then I got to refocus. Sunday, I got to get up. I, I can't keep saying this. So sometimes it's looking at, then I go into, okay, what's the positives? Because sometimes when you're in that negative space and feeling disappointed, your head can roll with the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, or the, the worst of the worst. Mm -hmm. And which was happening to me. I can never go home, and he always go home, and his family, the, it, it was rolling down that. No, it's not equivalent, but you know when you get in that mindset, you you can grab anything and make it justify. It don't be no reasoning with you. Mm -mm. Now, but that's okay. Let me get in my moment. Don't try to prematurely, you know, like that's going to help me get there. Yeah, now it's a difference. I, mean, I don't be doing it now. Like I understand. That. Yeah, let let me be in my moment because you interrupted. It doesn't make me go. It doesn't make the feeling go away. It just prolonged the inevitable. Um, so it's kind of like let me go through my feelings. Let me go through. But I promise myself, and that may be a second step, promise yourself that you're going to get up. Especially I have a family, so I can't just lay in bed the whole day. Eventually, like, okay, 2 o'clock, I got to get up now. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, Damn, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> That's, but, you know, at some point, like, okay, I got to get up. For me, getting up kind of helps me deal with the disappointment, the sadness. Um, and then I go into thinking about positive. You know, this is not the, this won't be the last time. Maybe next time we can do this. Um, you know, maybe there's something, you know, sometimes if there was a denial and something, well, maybe the denial was really a blessing that something bigger is always, is coming. And I, I love that, um, that little Facebook analogy where it says Jesus, but even though it's a white man, I don't believe in that, but even he said Jesus and he's asking the little kid for her teddy bear as a little teddy bear and behind his back, he got this big teddy bear. So I really sometimes go back to that picture and say, okay, maybe just me sacrifice this little would get me to something bigger. Or maybe this is the door I wasn't even supposed to open. Although inside it looks like I want to be there, maybe something, the other door behind me is going to open. You no. So I guess in, in my point, in <laughs> my disappointment is also become patiently waiting <laughs> until... You get to the place where you're like, oh, am I disappointed? And for, sometimes for me, they say you get denied something. Sometimes it's me getting something else. So me getting the bigger teddy bear would be like, see, this is, you know, kind of makes it all worthwhile. But then there's times where you're disappointed and there is no sun coming out for a while. Like there, when I say that mean that there is no, I can see anything happen, nothing Let's say you get denied for a job, not, and you still apply again, get denied for another job. You know what I mean? Like, I have to make myself feel okay until the time where maybe this job is for me. 
I feel like he's trying to say, or what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is. <laughs> I like that. Oh, you learned that? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. So even though you're disappointed, you have to be okay with the disappointment? Yeah. Yeah, you got to acknowledge it. You got to acknowledge your feelings. You know, And you know, oh, Rashad knows, and he's got, gotten better. I hate when I'm sad at something, and it's like someone tried to come through and make me happy. No. It's okay for me to be sad in this moment. Let me be sad. And then we're going to work towards the the funniness or the, me feeling good. Like, <laughs> and I was pregnant with my third child. That's a shame. got to count one, two, three, four. Third child, um, my diabetes test came back, and I was kind of on the borderline of being diabetic. So I'm, like, bawling my eyes out, like, oh, my gosh, I can't. Like, I'm having a fit. I'm bawling my eyes out. But Shaw calls me and say, so, you got the BDs? I bust out laughing because I had that time where I was allowed, like, I cried my eyes out. It was enough. And when he came through, it was, it, no one else probably be like, what? Like. So <laughs> you got the sugar now, huh? Yeah. And he was like, did that commercial, um. It was a commercial that came on back then by Diabetes. Yeah. And he was like, now you got the BDs? It was something stupid, he said. And it really helped me get out that funk. So another one, clinical, Keisha, and myself, Keisha, Keisha. <laughs> Don't isolate yourself. Don't isolate yourself. That's, a, that's, that's, that's a big one. That's a big one because so many of us, I can, I'm going to be truthful. My coping skill is, my say coping skill, when I deal, the way I deal with stress and trauma, I isolate myself. It's like a turtle. I need to go in my shell and I come back out when I'm ready. That's it's the totally worst thing to do is isolate yourself. Because in your head, you have all the good advice. You know, in your head, everything is maybe in that state, damn in distress. So the thing is, after I kind of have my tantrum, I'm going to get up and I got to be around people. I let me call somebody. I, I need to be around someone. And we might, I might not even bring up what I'm disappointed about. I might bring up something superficial or somebody tell me something to make me laugh. It's like, oh, I really need the relief. But don't don't isolate. It, it's learning new skills. Isolation is not a healthy one. Um, you can tell yourself a lot of stuff that's untrue. You know? And I, I think sometimes we take a, we don't take advantage of transference of energy or me having people around even yeah. the bible tell you don't forsake the fellowship sure it, it's, it's a reason because you we, I, we need people no matter what you do in this world it's no job or anything out here that's really designed for you to be alone even if you're in a job you're doing this task alone there's somebody there's a supervisor there's a hiding supervisor you know what I mean? it's payroll there's somebody else there's nothing where you're just totally by yourself and that's important, too, when you're going through those times where you're feeling let down. You're not by yourself. And you're not the only, also, because sometimes I hear this a lot, I'm the only one that ever happens to everybody else. That's not true. If there's thousands or millions of people who had the same disappointment and went through the same thing. You're, you're not. It's God, The Bible said it's nothing new underneath the sun. And yes, that means your situation, your disappointment. It ain't new. Yeah, I, I feel like pain isn't special. We want to make it to. We want to make it special. Yeah, like, we want to really want to make, and sometimes, especially with, like, with, for, for, like, for our community, like, since struggle and pain and disappointment is such part of our story, yeah. in, in general, when something happens, it's very easy for us to just kind of cling on to that 
and, mm-hmm. and use that sort of negative to try to make it into a positive. But for me, the danger with that is if I have to keep on having disappointments to mm-hmm. fuel my success, like that's not really what I really want. I, of course, it's going to be disappointments in life, but I'm not, I don't want to use disappointment as the, um, as the launching point or the catapult or the catalyst for my success or what I'm going to do in the future. Like, I feel like all that, all that, especially if it's like super negative, it's going I from, get what from, you're from saying. Place. Like, I don't need to have that as fuel f- for my fire. So I get so. what you're saying. I think we, if, let me know if I'm hearing you correctly, that, that disappointment, it needs to be healed. Because I know sometimes we hear that that disappointment fired me up to do X, Y, and Z. I I'm think I'm hearing it needs to be healed first, which I agree with. Because even though that fire you up to the next level, unresolved issues is still unresolved. And I don't care how high you get, it's still unresolved. So that's like you build a house on bad foundation. Bad foundation. Right. No matter how high you built and like, yes, look at my work. Bad foundation, it just takes someone to blow it. It's going down. So I, I but I think we hear that a lot though. Yeah. Like that um that just made me work hard. That just makes me do such and such. And I I I'm right with you. I think still some healing has to come about and let that healing motivate you. Yeah, because disappointment is is like a it's like a secondary, even like a tertiary thing. It's mm-hmm. usually something that you want to happen hasn't happened, or something that you feel should have happened hasn't happened, or somebody has done something to you that you feel should not have happened, and then they have disappointed you because of their mm-hmm. action. So there are a lot of mitigating factors and and play when it comes to you know like me being disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And then also, I'm just going back to even not isolating. You have to be careful and discern even the people that you allow around you, especially in that time. Yeah, because you're super vulnerable. You're super vulnerable, so you don't need a one. Sometimes people might have a one upper. You know, um, I got hurt. Well, I got hurt. Imagine how I feel. I got hurt yesterday. I did three times. You don't need, you need, and those times I make sure I need an encourager. I need you to encourage me. I don't need you right now to tell me. I know, clinical social worker, no. I don't need you in this time to tell me how you got hurt. I need you to encourage me. And then through your encouragement at the end, that might be a good time to tell me, hey, you know, that happened to me yesterday and I did X, Y, Z and it worked. It's like, okay, I get it. Or even, I, I kind of gravitate like, girl, that same thing happened to me. Yeah. I, that kind of like, really? It makes me not feel like I'm on the island. Not the competition. It's not competition, but it's two people sharing. Because uh, my thing is with emotional pain and um, feeling like you were let down, there's no barometer to measure if your pain hurt more than anyone else's. So I, I'm very careful if I got, I, and I don't have anyone in my circle who's a one-upper. Like, you know, my pain hurt. Well, my pain hurt, too. And, you know, because in mental health, you know how you go to the doctor, they give you a little scale, 1 to 10. No, 1 is a sad, maybe a sad face, and 10 is a happy face, or whatever. You can revert it. Uh, revert it. 1 is a happy face, 10 is a, you know, a pain face. Yeah. Therefore, emotional pain, there is nowhere wrong to. I can't say that you not get me in the goal is not the same disappointment 
as me not going home. Yeah. Th- there isn't really a measure. Sometimes with medical stuff, we can measure. Like if somebody come in with a paper cut and somebody ain't coming with a gun wound, we're pretty sure the gun wound probably hurt more than the paper cut. Yeah, we know who's going in the back first. Right. Someone come in not breathing and someone come in because my toe hurt. The not breathing is going to come in first. But medically, there isn't. and I mean, mentally, there isn't no barometer. If you say you hurt and you say you hurt, okay. And it's that, no measure. That, that notion really took me like a long time to accept. Mm-hmm. Because... For me, it was like, even when, I talk, even when I got into therapy, like when I first started, she was always like, well, Rashad, like this is your stuff though. Like why are you trying to, 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 to minimize like your experience and, mm-hmm. and, and, and your own hurt because it's not as bad as somebody else's? She's like, mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's not a, you, you can't measure your stuff based on somebody else's stuff. There is no measurement. There is, there is no barometer. to them. How can you say that what you went through is less or worse than the next person? If it made you feel that way in your in that situation, it felt worse. The worst thing you've been through, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. And I think sometimes a lot of it we've been taught, and it's it's especially when it comes into I was about to say black people, but I'm I'm not going to even say that. I think sometimes just people push through the pain, push through, get up and try again. If they knock you down, get up and try again. Yeah, but how do I get up? How? Because even if my body gets up. My spirit and my mind and my soul is still in the bed, <laughs> still on the floor. Yeah. So I'm yeah. always against just pushing. Push. I'm just going to push through it. Some things, you, it's not a push through. I need to stop and acknowledge this is how I'm feeling. And if I need to have a little tension, I'm going to kick, scream, cry. <sighs> okay. Might take a little nap after the good cry. Wake back up. <laughs> Wake back up. Even if... Sometimes I have to transfer the energy. Some people look at, okay, you're a believer, and you talk about energy and transfer. The word in the Bible both agree that energy is never lost. With the word say, you don't die. To be one with God, to be asking for the body is to be one with God. Your spirit is still living. You know, the world says the same thing. Energy is never lost. So if you don't redirect that energy, your energy, it, it does since it's never lost, the energy is going to go somewhere. So when you don't process that feeling, it goes into your organs. You start getting sick. You start getting headaches. You know, your body start breaking down. That's sometimes that's unprocessed anger. So what I do, I like writing. I write or I'll dance. I'll dance. Sometimes I even sing. No, I'm not a great singer, but God loves it. Um, <laughs> I'll sing. It helps me release it. And you, one time I was feeling like real stress. When all my medical situation started, I was feeling real, real, real stress. Um, and my youngest child came to me and said mom put on that music and it was like like i don't feel like putting on music right now and she was like mom put on that music and she was talking about inspirational praise and worship music and i put it on and she started dancing she was like mom get up and dance i'm like (laughs) you know i'm not really with it going through the motions yeah and she's like mom no get up and dance by the end me it's hard to think about your worries and dance and sing by the time I felt so good, but it was just so amazing to me that God used my son. I mean, my son. Mm. son. Lord. What are you talking about? I do not have a son. <laughs> I got God's sons. I do not have a son. <laughs> but it was so amazing to me that God used her to remind me what I need to do. Because I was wallowing a little bit too longer. Too long. Yeah, and I feel like that's the, the part where 
people have to understand like okay how long do i stay in this and i'm yeah. thinking and then i think for me as the as, as the onlooker it's like how long is long enough yeah and, and I think absolutely that's, and it's a real and, and it's a real difficult place to to be sometimes because you know for me i always want you to have your space like i'll share your space mm-hmm but like I'm like yo, like yeah, he is. It's been like it's, two hours. Yeah. You still mad? No, like, and I'm like, it's only been two hours that I got the worst news of my life. <laughs> like, and sometimes it's dramatic for me. Sometimes it really ain't the worst news. But like, yo, we gotta. But that's that's a good one too, though. Being that the news, sometimes I have to explore, even exploring that. Why does this impact you so much? Is this something really underneath? True. You know, so not that necessarily the the disappointment, but it's rejection. I kind of feel, and this kind of sparks those. Is do I feel kind of abandonment? Do I feel lonely? You know, sometimes explore, not sometimes exploring that maybe what's the root to this issue? Yeah, like like for me, disappointment is 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 not. It's just that's not the. It's that's not that's like the the last thing. Mm-hmm. But that's the first thing that shows. Definitely, isn't it's, that? It's, it's the first. It's always like the first symptom that pops up, but mm-hmm. it's really the last thing. What my true issue is. Isn't that? Isn't that the ama- amazing? And we're at the same time. Mm-hmm. That, but it, and I think I said this all the time, especially for a black male. Um, I'm gonna say especially for men. Sometimes the way you are reared, it's okay to show anger and disappointment first before you can show my feelings is hurt. I'm really lonely. I'm feeling abandoned. I'm feeling rejected. You know, it's okay to show I'm angry. You know, and even disappointment is kind of like, oh, you can't show you're too disappointed. No, no, no. Like, like yo, like, get over it. Man you know up. What I'm yeah. Man up. Here. Yeah. And you get kind of called all kind of derogatory names, which has nothing to do with what you're feeling and shouldn't be used. Definitely. But, but in, in the whole fact of pain, I won't even go on the term man up. I hate that term. Ugh. What does that mean? Um, but, yeah, disappointment is part of life. And at the end of the day, we do learn from our disappointment. As hard as it is, and I'm saying this kind of like rolling my eyes. <laughs> our stories, we we do learn from the disappointments. That's where our testimony comes from, the disappointments. Yeah, and, and how you're able to um, traverse through those. Yeah. And, and and like kind of wrapping this up, that's like the fine line for me is is where even though life is full of disappointment, are you going to base your life off of disappointments, or are you going to kind of see how and where you are in those times and be able to progress forward in a real positive? Because manner? also life is full of goodness. Yeah, it's full of good news, but if you have to decide which one you believe in. If I can't remember who said this quote. I cannot remember. I wanna know if it's Albert Einstein or remember. But say if you believe that you're not intelligent, then you are. If you believe and I'm paraphrasing like crazy. If you believe that you're a genius, then you are. Whatever you believe, that's who you are. And I'm so agree like Rashad is really like optimistic. He's more optimistic than I am. So much good things happen to him just because the simple fact that he believes that it's gonna happen. And I'm like, yo, that wasn't even in the cards to work. Like, that wasn't even supposed to work out like that. How did that happen? That was even in the equation. <laughs> like one plus one, that that's not a two. But really, it's really 
whatever you believe, that's why that's what you are. Yeah. Man think of in his heart, so is he. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And 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 funny you mentioned Albert Einstein, like my quote on my email is we can't solve our problem using the same thinking we did when we created them. Oh, so I like that. That's like yeah. That's really what I mean, on to be honest, I'm look at the camera. That's what this podcast really is, is really trying to give couples a different way to one, acknowledge things and, and, and how they and what they go through. And it's regular life stuff. I mean, it's accept that like, all right, this is what it is. And then maybe to be able to adhere to something different eventually down the line. And, and and this is all through conversation. If you as an individual can't eloquate that at the time, we were hoping that we can give you just some just some tools from our experience. Yeah. From you know, you being a licensed clinical social worker, me just being a lowly teacher. Cut it out. And <laughs> and having our own kids and these these dealings and things that we do on on, on on a regular and you also deal with on a regular that, you know, you would kinda take something, whatever you need from this and be able to implement it into your into your daily life. So you can, you mm-hmm. know, maintain and have healthy relationships, healthy boundaries, healthy um marriages, healthy um relationships with your children and and your people. Just healthy relationships all yeah, through, all yeah, around. That's 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 really the whole point of this. Um, we'll be back next uh, Sunday. I'm like, so I'm sorry, next Monday. Monday with the new episode. Ah, Loki starts this Wednesday, so expect me, probably me, Des, and Maddie. I'm not sure. If, yeah, they should probably wake up and do it with me. So, <laughs> doing that, that's going to drop every Wednesday for the next shoot, eight Wednesdays. And me and Maddie are still doing the Bad Batch on Fridays. Got another half of the season left. And I'll probably do a vlog on next Saturday. It just seems like doing it yesterday. It was busy. So, that being said, yep. we'll see you guys. And make sure you like, share, subscribe, all the good things, man. We appreciate you all. And we're on the TikTok. Yeah, I haven't put any content yet. It would be this week. Can you start saying the TikTok? No, because you say the, tic- the TikTok is the devil. That's what he's always saying. Now we up there. <laughs> it is. That's why I was saying copying you, really. Oh, yeah. Um... New episode of the kids got something to say. Uh, it's TikTok toxic part two coming. So I'll try to drop it out on Thursday. <laughs> All right, see you next time.